Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. Today I want to talk to you about mental illness and identity. So there's two aspects that I really want to delve into today, and that's when people suffer from a mental illness, there's there's two sort of aspects of identity that really become apparent. One is when they're suffering and they're trying to put on that brave face and show that they're actually better than what they are. And the other is a bit converse to that, and that's when they're feeling good, but they don't want to project it fully because they know that if they project their happiness fully, people might think that they're better, and therefore they won't understand when the next mental health crisis comes along. So the first one is when we're not feeling that great, but we want to put on that good face. Now, this this happens to a lot of us. We we want to try and fit in. We want to try and show that we're capable, that we're able to keep going, that we're able to handle the responsibility and whatever else is happening in our life or work life or family life. And this makes sense. You know, we want to try and push and be as good as we can be. So we put on a brave face. We say we're okay. We push through. We put on the act. And we we put on that act until... We get to a place that we can crash, for example, when we come home, and then we crash, and we we lose our ability to function, and we sort of suffer that weekend breakdown. We recover over the weekend, then we come back to work, and we put on that brave face, and we keep going. Unfortunately, this this idea can't last forever because if you're in, if you're struggling, it can be quite challenging to keep that act going and coming, and always trying to get yourself to be projecting something that you're not. Eventually, stuff is going to wear through. With that in mind, why then do people effectively lie or deny that they're struggling? I know from first-hand experience, people will ask, you know, how are you feeling? How are you going? Are you okay? And I'll say, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just a bit tired or I'm just a bit sore. I'm just feeling a bit sick. And there's that hesitation to admit that you're struggling from a mental affliction. There's that hesitation to say, yeah, I'm feeling depressed. Yeah, I'm feeling suicidal. Yeah, I feel like I might want to, you know, turn to my substance or self-harm. And, you know, there's a logical reason for this. And that's the stigma that's out there around mental health and mental illness. It can take a lot to open up to someone, admit that you're struggling. For a few reasons, mainly because by opening up and saying that you're struggling, you're admitting weakness. And we're built to not want to admit weakness. It's just it's not in our nature. If you admit that you're weak, you're admitting that other people are strong and therefore that you can't handle life as much as other people. And there's a whole range of things that go on there. But beyond your own desire to not appear weak, there's also that feeling of stigma and judgment that other people will give you. You know, it's not so long ago that people were putting the mentally ill into asylums or to relegating them to just rudimentary work or just sort of just having that just judgment based on little to no evidence. And in a lot of places, in a lot of schools that I teach at and a lot of workplaces that I've seen or worked at, and not all of them, but at some, there's still that workplace culture or that school-based culture of mental illness equals crazy. And it's just a lack of understanding and a lack of knowledge. And for the person that's struggling with depression or anxiety or anything like that, for you to come out and say, hey, I'm struggling right now, instantly, or at least it might feel like that it instantly lumps you in this 
cliche type of somebody who's, you know, the, the cliche quote crazy person, even though that person probably doesn't exist. And with that in mind, you, you, you these, these two forces combined that you don't want to seem weak, but also you don't want to confirm or fall into the, the stereotype of the stigma that's out there about mental illness. Here's the thing. One out of five people are currently suffering from some form of mental illness. And, you know, often it's one of the more common things like depression or anxiety. But that's one in five. That means one in five people right now, if you know five family members, if you have five friends, if you have five co-workers, one of those people will be struggling right now. That's a massive amount of people. That's a massive amount of people that sort of seems to be covered up and going under the rug. That's that's such a large percentage of people that if, you know, if there was a sign above their heads or if they were like, you know, painted green, it would be just so crazily apparent just how many people we're talking about. But because mental illness is inherently invisible and unless the person wants to show you or let you into that side of themselves, it may go largely unnoticed. So it's 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 sort of this dual culture of both the stigma and the people that are suffering, not wanting to speak out because of the stigma that keeps it going. And like I've said in other places, I'm part of my main drive right now is to help be an example of someone who's providing providing a starting point of discussion as to just talk about that mental illness. Like I've said in the past, I've been one to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm okay, I'm fine, all that sort of stuff, when in fact I wasn't. Nowadays, I'm taking the effort to share with my videos and with this podcast and other stuff that I'm doing, the reality of mental illness. I want to show by my example what it's like to actually, to actually struggle. And you might be able to hear it in my voice, I'm not having the best day today. But I thought, you know, rather than hiding away and not showing it, I figured that I would take this opportunity to share a little bit of an insight into how I'm feeling during a little bit of a mental health crisis, so to speak. Not that I'm at risk or anything, it's just that I'm not in a good place. So I thought that now would be a good time to share the realities of that, as opposed to just talking about it in memory. So what I'm trying to get at is, is that there's this drive that a lot of people who are struggling have to hide it and to cover up. If, if you suspect that someone's struggling, ask how they're going, ask how you can help, and just listen to what they say. You know, you might get a little bit of, I'm okay, I'm okay, and it's hard to find that balance of, you know, if you really think someone's struggling and they're telling you they're okay, you can say the sort of thing of like, well, look, okay, that's fine. You know, I'm hearing that you're okay right now, but if you do ever need some support, I'm here and I'm open. And if that person ever does take you up on that offer, be there, be open and listen. Don't judge. And on that lack of judgment or on trying to get people not to judge, that's that's key because let's say there's one in five people, which there is, that are suffering from mental illness. If you're out and about and just casually mention something that could be offensive or judgmental 
or suggest to the world that you are someone that will judge people for a mental health concern or put people down for it or doubt them or a whole range of other things. You may not realize it, but you could be talking in front of someone that's currently suffering or someone that will suffer soon. And let's say that person does start suffering and they need support. They'll remember back over the conversations that they've heard and the people that they've found talking. And they'll think, you know, who would, who would be supportive of me? Who wouldn't be supportive based on what I've heard them talking about? Just, you know, in a joking, jovial or semi-serious nature. If you want to be able to help people when they need it, you need to be open and honest and just respectful of their wishes and their mental illness. But let's talk about the other side of things. Let's say you are struggling with mental illness, but you're going through a good period. You're, you're having a good time. You haven't suffered or been dealing with your depression, anxiety, or other mental illness for a little while. There's the converse tendency to not want to say to people that you're doing great. Because, because mental illness is so stigmatized and because it takes often a long time to sort of convince people that you do struggle, when you are in a good place, it can feel a little bit like you're undoing all of your work to prove to people that mental illness is real if you start saying that you're feeling good. You know, and this might on might not be true, but it can feel like it. You know, from personal experience, when I go through a good stage, I'm sort of tentative to say that I'm doing good because then when I do go back down, people may think that I'm then acting or people may think that I'm putting it on or people may think that I was pretending in one stage or another stage. The reality of mental illness, for me at least, is that, you know, some days I'm great and then the very next day I can be struggling. So when I am feeling good, it's hard for me to necessarily open up and be honest about the fact that I'm struggling, but it can also be just as hard to open up and admit that I'm doing fine. So it's it's a struggle with this identity and sort of balancing the mental illness with your own personal identity. Everyone's Everyone's going to have a different journey and please, you know, let me know what you think about your, your, how you handle both when you're up and when you're down. But all I know is, is that until mental health and mental illness, until the stigma is gone and still it becomes very easy and able to talk to everyone and easily open up and share about it, it's going to be quite hard for people to be open and honest about it and just share exactly how they're feeling. Like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty terrible today. I don't need support. I'm not, I'm not struggling, but I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing bad enough to need your support, but I am not, I'm not feeling quite good today. Or yeah, look, I was feeling bad, but now I'm feeling great. Or you know what? I'm really at risk of self-harm today, or I'm quite tempted to, to go back onto my substances or, hey, like I'm really in a bad place or you know, I've been having a really good couple of weeks, but please don't think that I'm cured. I say all of these things because I've lived it and because I've spoken to people who are living it now. There's there's really just a lack of communication, and I hope that this podcast and my videos and books and all that sort of stuff can start to fill that gap of real dialogue that shows what the reality of people suffering with mental illness is, both on the good days and the bad days. And I suppose I can't can't leave this topic without addressing the concept of people putting it on or faking or saying that they're depressed when in fact they're just feeling a bit down or that they're anxious when in fact they're just slightly nervous. There's that 
one of the one of the one of the reasons that there is a stigma to mental illness is is the invisible nature and also because anyone can claim that they're feeling anything you know and and i'm sure that everyone's had that feeling that when they're talking to someone you know is the person legitimately suffering or are they faking it for attention for me that's a non that's really a non question if you if the person's quote if you think the person's faking it quote unquote or if it's real you need to treat it like it is real i've i've looked into the 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 the, the sort of the sequence of events that leads up to someone attempting suicide and it at the very start it can seem like they're just attention seeking it can seem like they're doing things that aren't as serious or as you know bad or as mentally ill quote unquote as someone that seems to be truly suffering but then it progresses and then they stop asking for attention and then they start doing things without telling anyone and then they end up taking their own life if if you think someone's craving attention i would suggest that that person or to, attempting to be there and supporting that person may not be for you in the sense that if you find that that person's just quote craving your attention that suggests that to me at least that you might not be the right one to help that person through because for whatever reason you and that person may not be gelling or you may not believe them or anything like that i tend to believe the person that says that they're suffering now that being said if someone says that they're suffering and they want my help and i try to help them if i'm in a good enough place to help that person and they don't take my help or I don't think they're taking it seriously or for whatever reason I'm getting upset with the process of helping that person. I'll kindly recommend them on to professional services, which you always should, or see if they've got other people in their life that can help them. I'm not I'm not going to just flat out abandon them, but if I find myself feeling like someone's if someone's getting to me and I'm not feeling that comfortable being able to help that person, that's fine. I still believe that they may be struggling because just like any sort of pain it's you can never you can never know the extent of someone else's suffering all i can know is what i see and how i feel about what i see and if what i see is starting to bother me or irritate me or if i think that someone might be quote unquote faking it i can't prove it either way but what i will do is help them to find someone that is in a place to help that person with their needs often i will refer them to something i've written or something i've spoken about here or i will suggest them to see a professional psychologist psychiatrist a therapist or join some sort of support or self help group in some capacity because you know you can't you can't be there and help everyone through everything a little bit of a rambling sort of conversation this one but i'll i'll draw it, I'll, I'll draw it to a close now but basically i just wanted to emphasize the fact that if we all start sharing and talking and all start opening up there'll be less stigma and there'll be more understanding in general so people that are struggling will be able to get help that they need it people that are in a good phase will be able to feel like they can say that they're doing great knowing that people will still support them if and when they do drop and if there's more open and honest communication people will have the tools and support networks and places to send people to if they're struggling and they'll also have the words to use and the resources to give to people that they can't help themselves, either because the person's condition is 
hard for them to deal with because it's so extreme or because they're not sure how serious it is. Either way, the only way to overcome all of this is by open and honest communication with each other. With that in mind, if you like this podcast, please recommend it. Please give it a good rating wherever you're listening to it and please share it. And don't just share this, share anything related to mental health and mental illness that you come across. Private message it, tag people, post it on your wall, talk to people in person, put a put a poster up on your physical cubicle at work, whatever. Just signal to the world that you are someone that is comfortable sharing, talking, and being open and honest about mental health. This will be good for you and good for other people because you're signaling to the world that you're someone that is safe to communicate to, open and open to the discussion. And, you know, someone might not acknowledge it at the time, but it'll be in the back of their mind and you'll just be there. And if they need support, they'll be able to come to you. And conversely, anyone that engages you or talks to you about the mental health stuff that you're talking about, you know that you can go to them for support. It goes both ways. So like I said, if you like what I'm doing here, please recommend it to other people. Please give me a good review, but more importantly, just start the conversation, start talking with people. If you'd like to support the Reality Check podcast, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. The first is by subscribing and reviewing this podcast wherever you're listening to it. The second is by purchasing either of my books, Upgrade and Under the Influence. Upgrade is a short sci-fi dystopic anthology. And Under the Influence is a autobiography story of my childhood, basically sharing some of the more poignant, traumatic, and embarrassing moments of my past as a way to start healing and recovering from them. Those books can be found on my website at zachary-phillips.com and just by clicking on the little books tab there. The final way that you could support the Reality Check podcast is via my Patreon at patreon.com slash Phillips. This is basically a way for people to support content creators through monthly contributions. I'm only asking for people to contribute $1 per month because on your end, $1 per month is basically not noticeable. But on my end, if a bunch of you guys get together and contribute, it would make a massive difference. Thank you.